0: Hi and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Brett Bowe and myself wrap up our discussion on the topic of vocation and biblical counseling.
1: Welcome to the Being Lutheran podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe and I have with me
0: Brian Rickey. And nobody else. Yeah, the Holy, the, Spirit. The Holy
1: Spirit. Yeah, right. The Lord's always with us. Yeah. No, we miss
0: Jason, but yes. um as yes. we talked about last episode where we yeah. record kind of a clump yep. of episodes and um he is working on his doctoral yes. thesis.
1: Yep. Doctor Jason. Just don't call him Doctor Who.
0: Yeah, although he might enjoy that. Yeah. I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. A, a very early picture of me when I was when I was 40 years old, I was like in the best shape of my life, mm-hmm. and I kind of looked like David Tennant a little ah. bit. We could have been, been brothers, which is kind <laughs> I of- I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> right now you can't see it through my my fat. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> but I I just, actually I jumped on kind of the diet exercise wagon of yeah, what good. got me there because. When I was 40, what happened four years previously, I got up to like- You had a midlife
1: crisis. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of.
0: But I got up to 278 pounds. Oh, wow. I was really, really heavy. And so I found a diet that was very healthy and it was mm-hmm. it was balanced. Yep. You know, it wasn't like just like the Atkins or just keto. It was, mm-hmm. it was actually quite balanced and it just transformed like everything. My whole body mm-hmm. it was crazy. Nice. And I lost it all. Yeah, great. And I actually was in the best shape of my entire life, even when mm-hmm. I was in high school. And- I always forget on how much mm-hmm. that helps my mental state.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: You know. Yep.
1: We're body soul yep. composition. I, I know, mm-hmm.
0: and I, you know, I know that Paul, you know, when he said that, you know, exercise is beneficial for the body, but when he talks mm-hmm. about digging into the heart, that's important too. Yep. But yep. that doesn't mean to say that um, physical exercise and a good healthy diet isn't important.
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: You know, right on. If we're created, you know, in God's image and image mm-hmm. bearers of God, and yep. and as we go into that, I, you know, I think both of us are mm-hmm. passionate about our own. Um, spiritual, you know, slash mental health because mm-hmm. we need to, we understand as pastors that that's kind of mm-hmm. all connected and yeah. to try to get forensic and say like what's where does one pick up and one leave off I yeah. don't even want to go there
1: it's kind of like the what's the difference between the heart and the mind yeah. and the soul yeah
0: yeah and so I think it's best is to see mm-hmm. that our the, the person yep. who we are the inner man and
1: outer man yep. yeah yeah.
0: and that's actually that's how mm-hmm. Paul uses we were talking about this off mic yeah, right. the word ego or where we get the yep. word ego from it's the Greek word and, and it's translated I, it's a first mm-hmm. person personal pronoun. And um, it's kind of biblically true your true self. And so Jesus uses that mm-hmm. where he says, I am the light of the world, revealing yep. his true self, who he really is. Yep. But Paul, especially in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I have been crucified in Christ. My sinful person who deserves to be eternally separated from God. Mm-hmm. I have been crucified in Christ. And the true self, saint and sinner simultaneously, yep. I now live. Yep. I live in faith in the Son of God. Yeah. Amen. And again, I love this to, for you pastor, you know, language geeks out there. It's <laughs> it's in the that verb is in the perfect passive. And yeah. it's something that happened in the past that has long lasting effects. Yep in the future, but the passive part is even more important that mm-hmm. you had nothing to do with that salvation. Right,
1: it's God. Yep, yep. monergism. I know.
0: Yep. And, it, and I think what we forget sometimes, and we kind of talked about behavior modification. Mm -hmm. And the end result of behavior modification, and also the principle that emerges off of Galatians, is that anything you think you do in your own strength only leads to more self-reliance, more pride, and a greater opposition to the gospel of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul said twice very strongly, and I'll be very careful here, to go (laughs) emasculate yourself. (laughs) And those are some strong words from the Apostle Paul. And so it distorts and it limits the extravagant atoning sacrifice mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that made Paul angry and it probably should make us angry too. Yeah, And so we have to get at the heart of it. Yep. And so in me becoming a pastor, um, I made two mm. mistakes I wish I could change. Sure. Uh, where I attempted to counsel mm-hmm. uh, a situation with persons in the church and I failed miserably mm-hmm. because I didn't have the proper training. And so I made a, I made a point to set healthy boundaries. Um, my wife was very... Mm-hmm. very Very crucial in that decision or, yep. or active in that decision because she knows me, yep. and then also my um my deacons who are the ruling spiritual body mm-hmm. uh part of our congregation I like okay i I really messed this up sure this is this is on me and nobody else." Um, how can we prevent prevent this in the future? Mm, mm-hmm. And it was really good to work with wise people who do, did yep. genuinely care about me, sure. but also understanding, knowing, and I already knew my strengths and weaknesses, and I, mm-hmm. I realized, realized because of the personality I had, even the, the, the negative parts of it that sin mm-hmm. infected, because again, God gives us our personality, but the, the negative aspects of our personality is because of sin, mm-hmm. not because of God. So, yes, God doesn't make mistakes, and yes, he gave us your personality, and God doesn't make mistakes, but we're infected with sin. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, saint and sinner. Yep, yep. Embracing this reality, I had to come to the conclusion that I needed to set boundaries, and that there were some things I'm really bad at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How would you um, encourage <laughs> pastors yeah. and lay people yep. to go about finding a good Christian counselor, yeah. setting healthy boundaries, and how to proceed in difficult situations? Yeah.
1: Oh, that that's a great question. And I think you know, as pastors, we probably all have those types of stories. Yeah. I know you kind of say, uh, "Oh, I you're, hope not." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, to some degree, you know, even though Brian, you're saying, oh, Brett, you're, you're, you love counseling and you're, you're good at it. I I have, I have failed in this too. And, and I could share stories and sometimes there, and and there's a whole kind of, there's a whole uh, different directions we could take this. But one of the things I think about too, is sometimes people just skip going to all together and that probably happens more often these days where as as a pastor, you hear of your people going to a counselor, and and that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, although there's part of me, I don't know if this is like my pastoral heart. Like I want to at least know what's what's happening, and we well, want to come still, alongside them. Yeah, right. You and, know, as their yep, pastor, right. to pray
0: for them yep. and to support them in any right. way you can.
1: And and I'll have more to share on that as well here in a moment. But um, I think the stories you shared and the the failings that we've had in this. Is probably why we don't talk about this enough. Is that we just avoid it altogether, mm-hmm. or we completely outsource it, or maybe even don't even think about it in that way. Um, but I I would encourage pastors to a couple of things. Even as you think about quote unquote outsourcing mm-hmm. counseling, I know some pastors say I just don't have time to do to devote to doing this yeah. and doing it well. Um, I get that but i don't think you should completely you know wash your hands of a situation and walk away and mm-hmm. say you know here just here's a card for to go talk to the this person this counselor of some sort um that's probably about as dangerous as saying yeah. here is two bible verses you know call me in the morning, in the morning type of thing um but i think i want to encourage like a more nuanced um approach to this that i want every pastor i want every lay person every lutheran uh, person, every non Lutheran person that might be listening to this, to uh, study the scriptures and and first ask, kind of like as pastors, we we want the word to preach to us first before we preach it to the people. Hmm. Um, that the law and gospel comes to bear on our hearts, yeah. and we repent of what needs to be repented of. We receive healing and the the balm of the gospel where that's needed, and then we deliver that to the people. Um, I want to encourage us, and I have. I'm excited to share a little, in a little bit of some specific, uh, maybe some more concrete areas mm-hmm. to grow in, um, but also to know your limitations. Uh, yeah. Like you're saying, Brian, you, know, you you bumped up to a couple situations where you were, you were in too deep a water, uh, you weren't used to swimming in that deep of water, and you shouldn't have been there.
0: And the unfortunate thing is I wasn't the only one in the water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where I actually led... Another person out and, and, you know, in a sense, put put them in a a very unhealthy situation because, and I'm just going to be honest, because of my arrogance. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a hard lesson, but... God wanted me to learn that Mm -hmm. so that I would grow in my dependency in him. And he already knew I was going to make that mistake, and he made provision for me. So there's always grace on the other side, and this is where God redeems it, where I can share this. And maybe there's another pastor out there that's in the midst of—or possibly going to make this mistake— Don't do it. Right. Don't think that you're the only guy that can can right. help this person. Please don't think that yep. you are
1: irreplaceable. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's kind of a balance between encouraging people and saying you can do this. You know, you are competent to handle God's word and apply it to people. But there may be some instances where it's probably best for like this the garden variety pa- pastor mm-hmm. to say, you know. Uh, i don 't see this very often, and you should probably go talk to somebody else uh, mm. um, There was a resource that I read um when should a pastor recommend a psychiatrist? Ooh. I think uh, by a guy named mike emlett he 's in that biblical counseling movement yeah, and he he gave a couple of helpful ideas he said when when a person is showing signs they 're delusional, that might be one instance mm-hmm. of saying. Um, you may need to go talk to somebody like a psychiatrist or like a, uh, and, and you need to, I would say, the kind of the standard advice like we're given in seminary too is to find somebody in your area and you can find a couple of websites to look up somebody that that fits your convictions. Because yep. you, you want somebody, you want to be recommending people go somewhere where it's going to be seamless to your ministry, just on a deeper level or on a, a different level. Um, But that might be an instance where somebody is delusional, Mm -hmm. uh, where somebody is uh, maybe having like schizophrenic breakdowns. Uh, That might be another area where you say, yes, I I still want to speak to this person's heart, the the gospel and the law, but... Maybe they need to talk to somebody that has seen similar situation
0: uh, in that. And maybe you as a mm-hmm. pastor can actually reach out to a Christian counselor that you know that. Yeah. and develop oh, yeah. a relationship and say, hey, I got yep. a situation. I yep. think might be over my head. Can I talk to you about yeah.
1: it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I encourage you to build those relationships. Um, I mean, even if
0: you have to pay for it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. Yep. I mean,
0: it's worth whatever fee that is. And a lot mm-hmm. of times you're... Your congregation, if you're a pastor, your right. congregation will help you yep. so that you don't make the mistake I yeah, made. Yeah, right.
1: Know. Yep. And so, yeah, this this guy says, Emlet, uh, in that article, you know, if they're delusional. And then the other thing he says, if there's, if it appears that there's some evidence, something physical may be mixed in. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a harder to discern because of the way we talk about brain chemicals in our day mm. of... I think the secular worldview is it's all about the brain chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think that this is a, a quite an exact science. I think they're still learning and still growing in that. But is so, that
0: why they call it practicing medicine? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yep. I,
1: I think I, I bristle a little bit when people bring up like the the diabetes because you can actually take a test that yeah. tells you you can't necessarily cut out cut open somebody's brain and yeah. measure the chemicals in there yeah. and say, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll get to a point in history where they and make more, dis- genetic. more discoveries. And yeah.
0: we, we so know so little right. about genetics right. because one strand of DNA has like over, over like mm-hmm. 600,000 pages of information yeah. on it. Right. So we're just starting to scratch the surface yep. on some of these things. Yep. Yeah. And so um,
1: I, I approach it with a little bit of hesitancy because of this uh, completely secular worldview the soul and our hearts is not in there at all, mm-hmm. um, and so when you go to a secular psychiatrist, that's actually the sole physician for the world because yeah. they don't have pastors, they don't have yeah. uh, that. But sometimes, even though there's, it's not exact science, they have figured out that certain medications are helpful, absolutely, yeah. and can kind of take the edge off, so to speak, mm-hmm. in certain or
0: situations, get you to a place where you're healthy enough, then to allow the Holy Spirit. Because I, I, I've i met, in, and this was one of the mistakes, was mm-hmm. that the person, one of the persons I was counseling, Needed that. Yeah. And yep. they weren't able right. to get into that place just yep. by reading scripture to right. them yep, yep. or talking to, to them about Jesus. Right. I'm not trying to limit God's healing power. Yeah. Sometimes and, we're so
1: simplistic in and, that. And, and, yeah. and why
0: God does choose to heal people completely and yep. others don't. I I, I can't go right. there. Yep. That's the mind of Christ. And I, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of knowledge and I have to just take what I have in front of me, yep. you know. But that was one of the mistakes I made.
1: Right. You know? Yep. And so knowing, and, I, and I'll push into this a little bit. There may be even instances where those two cases aren't aren't the reality and you still find yourself above your head. Mm. That's okay. But I would encourage you as pastors, as people, congregational members, as you grow in these things, you're going to know your own limit. Um, and that's going to be personal to you. But keep studying uh, because uh, just recently uh, there's a pastor in our Free Lutheran Church body that has been teaching a little bit on our our Bible college and seminary campus. Mm -hmm. His name is Jerry Nelson. Shout out Jerry. Mm -hmm. Appreciate him. Um, But he's been talking about soul care Mm -hmm. at a couple of different courses. But uh, recently at our Summer Institute of Theology, he used this illustration. And I think it's helpful in this because even as we think about Shipping people, maybe as a pastor, maybe it's one of your parishioners. Um, he said he compared it to, you know, we we live in Minnesota, so we're close to the Mayo Hospital, mm-hmm. and he says it's it's kind of like this, you know, if you were a family physician in your area, and somebody comes to you with a this rare disease, and you say, you know what. Uh, I've seen this like once in my 30 year career mm-hmm. and maybe I'm not the best suited to help you. Yeah. You know, go to Mayo. Yeah. Because they've seen multi, they they every hour they're visiting with the same people that are facing the same yeah. disease. Um so uh but then again, Jerry said and I appreciate this illustration, um even if you send them to Mayo, they Mayo is going to say follow up with your family physician. Yeah. You, you may be getting care at Mayo, yeah. but you're, it doesn't mean that you're no longer their family physician. That's good. I really like and, that. And I, I think that's helpful in this discussion to say, even if you're sending people somewhere, you're still kind of that family physician as a pastor or as, as your church member. Yeah, um, I think that's one of the things that biblical counseling and especially the Lutheran, mm-hmm. uh, our Lutheran heritage has to offer is, uh, we're a place where we come to receive the word uh, to be bathed in scripture and to have the law preached, the gospel preached. And we have that network community of, of our fellow church members who are in vocation in that vocation with us. Um, combined with our families. And so there's like concentric circles of networks that people fall back on, which mm. I've seen that's been such a blessing. And like I mentioned, the person that I have close to me, uh, that's been the case. Just the the family and the church community surrounding that person, even though they're getting that more intense care yes. um, at the Mayo, so yeah. to speak, yeah. uh, they're still getting that ground level care, um, in that way. So, I don't know if that's helpful to think of in I that way. I think it's way.
0: extremely helpful. Um, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And that's for me, like as a pastor, if, if you're one of my people listening and you're maybe getting like, a, I'll just think of an example, not specifically as somebody right now, but like, let's say you go to a doctor and you get some depression uh, medication. I'd like to know about that. I know. Yeah. Even if, Sometimes even if we're you're the last ones. To yeah, know. I know. Oh. <laughs> and I know there's some, there's some stigma and some shame around that. There and, shouldn't be. And there shouldn't be. Yeah. No, nope. And I think that's, we definitely need to end that stigma of being comfortable talking about that. Yeah. I had someone um, really
0: mm-hmm. close to me that went through a real, it was a traumatic divorce is what it was. And, um, it, you know, I don't want to get off on, mm-hmm. on the theology behind that. Yep. But, um, that person got into a, a state of mild depression mm-hmm. and, uh, so that person came to me, it's like, you know, should I do this? And I go, yeah. I said, because you are yeah. a healthy person and have been a healthy person, yeah. and I've known this person for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I would say that, yes, embrace this, but understand that it's temporary yep. and continue to seek Christ's yes. healing in your yep. heart. Absolutely. And I helped that. I walked alongside of that yeah. person through that process. Good, and, good. And that's where I really resonate with your example, yeah. because it's J- one Jerry's. thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, you've got one person that kind of does the mm-hmm. heavy surgery, and then you've got usually another person mm-hmm. that handles the wound afterwards. Yes. Yep you yep, know right on. and and i think that's kind of where it was and yep. so you know that person was going to going to counseling and stuff mm-hmm. and then i would then pray with and support scripturally yep. that that person yeah, in you know just more of a soul care kind good. of way like you know yeah. Jerry Nelson was saying right. so
1: so i i like to we're getting close to ending this episode too but um I, give us like yeah. a
0: little brief thing of like if you're a lay person yes. how yep. can you support your pastor in this yeah
1: yep yeah so one thing or a couple of things that don't just assume that this is just the job of a pastor. I think every church member needs to grow. This is part of growing in this vocation, Mm -hmm. uh, strengthening, sharpening tools in your toolbox, Um, encouraging your pastor, praying for your pastor, um, knowing that they, I'm blessed when people say, you know, pastor, I just shared all this, dumped all this on you. I know that probably everybody does that with you. And but I enjoy that that yeah. that I, I want to know my people and, yeah. and to shepherd them as yeah. a pastor. Um, but pray for your pastors, encourage them, uh, support them,
0: inform them, in, like you said before. Yeah, let if them you know of someone yep. that's in the congregation yep. that that is going to counseling, maybe yeah. receiving medication or whatever, let them know. Yes. let your pastor know.
1: Yep, yeah. And the other thing I would say is don't be afraid to speak. Uh, to be open your mouth with scripture mm-hmm. and. No, you know, there's a network of friendships, relationships in congregational life where you have opportunity to bring God's law to bear. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's needed. Somebody needs to repent. Maybe a gospel is needed for that moment. Um, But as we start to kind of land the plane of this episode, um, I wanted to share this that kind of ties it, uh, helps strengthen this part of it is um, that there are some common things that people deal with that are kind of... I don't want to say garden variety, but just there may be things that are hard to talk about, and we would send people away to Mayo, so to speak, mm-hmm. when really we should be more equipped. Mm-hmm. And I think for lay people and pastors, um, I read an article recently from this biblical counseling resource that said they surveyed a bunch of biblical counselors and they say, "What are the most? What are the most common presenting problems?" Mm. And they gave a list of six things. And this might be a good list to take and say, I need to read up on these things yeah. and be ready um, yep. as a possibly a parishioner that's listening to the word mm-hmm. week after week or as a pastor um, to say, even if these things might be more intense, sure, I, I realize I'm above my head, mm-hmm. uh, swimming above water, deep, too deep water. You you go talk to this person that. that but at I least trust. be prepared. You be know. prepared. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is be prepared. So I'll just list these things. Um, the six most common presenting issues are anxiety, marital strife, depression, conflict and anger, abuse and addictive behaviors. Mm-hmm. And that's a good list if you want to be ready to be used by the Lord to say, to study scripture, not in a simplistic way, Mm -hmm. but finding, getting to the, asking why, asking good questions to dive down deep into each individual person, uh, even in yourself, uh, and have the word of God expose what's happening in in these things. If, if these things are issues in your life, uh, especially in teenagers, anxiety is a huge one uh, right now. Uh, in the world that we live in. You know, we think about the stuff that's happening in the world around us. Yeah. Um, And it's
0: funny, all six of those are symptoms mm -hmm. of an underlying issue. Yeah. And it's always the heart to get at that underlying issue. Yeah. yeah,
1: so there's a there's resources you can read on each of those. Could you just repeat? Um, you, there's, a yeah. web,
0: there's a couple of websites and organizations and books that you had mentioned. Yeah, um, if you could give someone yep. maybe one book, one good website, <laughs> you know, because you talked about an yeah. organization. Yep. Was it CEF? Yes, yeah,
1: CCEF, Christian Counselors Christian Counseling Educational Foundation. I think is what yeah. it stands for. Yep. CCEF, um, Doxology from uh, Harold Sinkbile. Yeah, um, he has. There's some great resources there, even um, you can go be trained there. Um, yeah, CCEF. Um, and books, like what was one of yeah, the most
0: profound, profound books that you read in oh, kind of like opening your eyes yeah. and preparing you for yep. your ministry?
1: There's a, a book by Paul Tripp called Instruments in the Hands of, Re- of the Redeemer. Mm. And that was a good kind of generic, approaching all of these things. Yep. Um, you know, we're We're an instrument in God's hands to be in people's lives yeah, and uh, that was good like I said I wish there were more re- Lutheran specific yeah. things
0: and, um, but it doesn't mean we can't kind of no, see it through right. the, the lens of our own
1: and with anything you, you chew the meat and spit out the bones yep. and so if you read some of those resources and there's like a thing about that kind of puts down baptism or something, mm-hmm. you know, take it with a grain of salt and, yep. you know, get love the, your brother in Christ yeah. <laughs> and move on, you know, <laughs> yep. we can, we can learn from other, other traditions. Absolutely. Um, even when there's maybe not a lot of Lutheran specific things. Yeah. Um, that's what I've done anyway, personally, yep. but I'm um, trying to think there's another book called addictions, a banquet in the grave. Mm. Um, that's a good one. Um, guilt and shame uh or no shame interrupted is another book mm. that, that's really good um I'm trying to think of anxiety yeah marital strife um yeah. There, people tend to think there's like the, this typical ones like love languages or boundaries. Mm. Those two books I, I'm not super excited about.
0: No, I'm glad to hear you say that. <laughs> there,
1: there's more bones
0: to spit out yeah, the, than... Boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of good practical stuff there. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but... The whole love language thing is mm-hmm. kind of a contract-based yep. approach yep. to marriage. Yep. Yep. Instead if you of, scratch my back, I'll yeah, scratch yours. Yeah, instead of yep. covenant-based. Right. And, um, there is a book, it's not out anymore, it's called A Covenant Marriage. Mm-hmm. And it is so, it was so good, if you can find an old copy of that, phenomenal yeah. book. Yep, Because yep. it really came at it from a covenant yeah. perspective. Right. Uh But again, when you're dealing with dysfunction within a marriage, you're, you're always yeah. going to need... Uh, someone to help you and guide yep. you through that. Yep. My encouragement would be this to the listener. Mm-hmm. If you're a pastor, um, be prepared. If you got the mm-hmm. list. You know, Brett gave you the, the six top things. Have a plan in mm-hmm. place in case somebody comes to you. If you're a lay person, support your pastor. Don't assume your pastor already knows this person is either in the hospital yep. or seeking help. Don't we're, not, we're not omniscient. <laughs> I, I would rather hear it five times from five different people than not hear it all from anyone. Mm-hmm. So just don't, don't assume that. Uh, pray for your pastor to mm-hmm. be prepared. Come alongside of him yep. and help him be prepared. Yep. And if you're part of a congregation, give him the resources financially to have these resources available to mm-hmm. people. And then the final thing, if you're listening to us and there is something that you know yeah. yep. God wants to kind of deal with in you and to transform in you, don't be afraid, Mm -hmm. please. Um, It may seem scary, but I'm telling you, God has already made provision for that. Um, Go to your pastor, talk to that person, find someone you trust to say, I -hmm. need to work on this. It's really scary for me because I've never told anybody or whatever it is. Don't be afraid. God is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And this is part of what God wants to do in each one of our heart. Yep. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 20, says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we could ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Facebook. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on the Lutheran Confessions. God bless you and have a great week.